0: Thank you.
1: To you by the Freedom Times newspaper. I'm Patricia Aiken. Mr. Don Wassel is here, the founder and editor of the Freedom Times. Hey, Don.
2: Greetings and salutations, Patricia. How are you?
1: Woo! Listen to you on Skype. Isn't that awesome? Right on.
2: I joined the 21st century.
1: (laughs) Not a minute too soon. Awesome.
2: We're
1: going to have a great guest today, RBN Brethren, Mr. Frederick C. Blackburn, known across the podcast sphere as Blackbird Nine. And I have no idea what he wants to talk about today. Maybe he wants to talk about that more than 200 U.S. banks are on the verge of collapse. Or that the Silicon Valley Bank's London bankers received up to 36 million bucks in bonuses after Bank of England orchestrated the bailout. Or maybe he wants to talk about Mr. Trump calling for his supporters to protest if he's arrested this week. Or... Maybe he wants to talk about another Frederick, Frederick Bastier's quote, when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men in a society, over the course of time they create for themselves a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. Or perhaps what Charles Ford had to say about our enemies, Uh, being from other places have come to this earth, some of the more degraded ones have felt at home here, And have hung around and stayed here, concealing their origin, of course, having perhaps only a slightly foreign appearance. Or maybe he just showed up today to get some advice on jury duty. Well... Welcome to the first of what we hope will be many conversations on the Freedom Times News Hour, Frederick. How the heck are
3: you? <laughs> Great intro. I love it. Uh, happy Sunday from North Kakalaki, Blackjack Mountain. I made it with, what, five minutes to spare? Uh, well, I,
1: I, I made it with six, so I, I got
3: you beat. I was like, I yes. Got you. Okay, let's do this. So, yeah, I had so to I go have out to quest.
1: Say, you know, Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So I had I turned around with fair play there. I, I just had to.
3: Oh, that was great! I can't wait to soundbite that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that, that will be on uh, next
1: week's show. Well, well but, hey, uh, don't, don't don't keep me in suspense. Did you get some business casual for your jury duty tomorrow?
3: Oh, what a nightmare! You, you would think the old classic of. Just a pair of, you know, nice wool gray slacks. You know, that's not that difficult, right? And, uh, you know, you're now in New boon, echo, 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 so... All, there's no, uh, you know, uh, people waiting. There. The idea of a department store with somebody, you know, dashing over, ready to measure you and you know, uh, fit you and get you what you need. You know, are you being served? That's the way it used to be in Old Boone, right? Wow. And nobody speaking English. And you know, <laughs> finally, it's like everybody on staff is a person of color, right? And it's like. Okay, Uh, you've been in the country for how long? How do you know? Yeah, really, I I look to you for advice on business casual for jury duty. Yeah, please be my sensei of fashion, right? So you know, it was just, and then the actual you know options, right? Because in game theory, you know, I'm going in and I've got to leave with something, you know, because I need that piece of you know weaponry or armor or whatever for tomorrow's quest so it's like okay i've got there i'm leaving with something and so these are my options and just you know you can't find anything that's you know textile in america much less north Kakalaki. north Kakalaki used to have an awesome textile industry right we it use used real to, fibers like cotton. it used to wool. be the
1: textile industry Right, you know,
3: and hemp that was the other big thing is, you know, we did hemp uh fabrics and cotton fabrics and wool fabrics, you know, and then yeah, the synthetic fabrics poisoning of everything, right? But you know, it was just, you know, these synthetic fibers that are you know, all this stuff is made by slave labor in Asia Pacific. And that's the reality. And so you're like, Oh my god, this is just the Calargy plan, you know. The you know, Boone Boon Mall has been replaced with diversity staff, and everything is offshored. And I'm a stranger in my <laughs> a stranger in a strange land that was once my home. So, so anyway. Hey, there's
2: so no. Just remember, just remember, there is no great replacement taking place. Only conspiracy theorists and domestic extre- extremists believe in that, Frederick. Now,
3: exactly. Come on. You know, so I have to be careful. You know, I had to wait till I got out of the town limits because this show would probably be considered evidence against me for violating the new Boone. Uh, Basically, it's a white local muzzle law they've put in place. Uh, there's actually two parts to it. One because of uh, the swastika waving, right? Uh, and the other was just because you can't ask anybody where they're from anymore. That's against the law in Boone. So you have to you know, wait till you get out of town if you're a white local before you can say anything accurate. But, you know hate facts as we say yeah <laughs> it's, uh, it's insane
1: that is you know i have a quick story I'll, I'll tell you about a neighbor of mine when i used to live here in las vegas well in henderson and she was this you know darling little blonde from bulgaria her and her husband emigrated from bulgaria and it took them years they had to sell everything they had to come up with ten thousand dollars each they had they had to jump through all kinds of hoops have medical exams and so she went to work in a casino as a dealer. And went, during training, um, there was this black woman there from Africa. And the black woman said, well, how did you get here? And she told her. And she said, well, what did you do? And she says, oh, we didn't do any of that. We just went to the embassy and they gave us a visa and um, a month's accommodations, living accommodations. And, and that's all it took. Yep. So they just um flooding us with uh, anybody, but white people,
3: they, they can't get here very easily. Oh, it's insane. The pipeline they have set up and the little symbiotic relationship before, between all these NGO groups and official government agencies that have just been completely overwhelmed with slime mold to be, enforce this woke ideology. You know, in a case that was one of our local public service social workers, did a complete cultural Marxist move on me at the local food line where me and all my elder cares always did all of our shopping and physical therapy with the, pushing the shopping carts around on a level surface. Right. And got banned from the store because she said I was harassing her for asking her to identify who she was with. You know, she had all these, you know, medallions of, you know, I'm official person, you know, I have a punch card for this, 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 and this, right? But when a local taxpayer says, what group are you with, right, and dared to use the word invade, that's responsible for these invaders, which is actually the term for what these people are, and that was considered... Yeah, you know, a trigger word as he ran and told the manager that I was harassing him. And this was a guy that I'd butted heads with for the two and a half years of COVID nonsense because Food Lion, a World Economic Forum front company, was totally behind all the shutdowns and mandates and mask mandates and this, that, and the other to the point where several times throughout that whole thing, we were going not only out of town, but out of state to buy supplies you know <laughs> that was how insane it was and then this guy you know has the audacity to ban me permanently from the boon food lion you know it's like yeah right buddy so anyway that was my tall tale with that so.
1: wow did you get that result?
3: oh you know no i just yeah we went to a local you know supermarket and uh it's interesting you know even though they are actually from my hometown. You know, they're just as woke and diverse <laughs> as Foodline was. And so it's like, okay, you know, I'll just, you know, try not to, you know, say anything here in my new local supermarket. So, you know, <laughs> that's pretty bad when you start getting banned from local supermarkets. And unfortunately, due to the great battle of Blackjack Mountain, we lost all the gardens in the bee yards, you know, so now we're having to completely redesign our our gardening strategy on the north face of the stony face, right? So we're on the north face above the rock line now trying to rethink how to you know, have a sustainable garden at 4,000
4: feet. So
1: <laughs> well, I'm at 6,500 feet, so I know what a, what a challenge that is. I sure do. Don, yeah. what's, what's your neighborhood like? Is your area been taken over, too?
2: It's in the process of, um, I, as you know, Patricia, I moved to Las Vegas. Uh, lived there for six years from 2007 to 2013. When I left in 2007, I'm in suburban Pittsburgh, the northern suburbs. This particular area called the North Hills was about, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating, it was about 98% white. I mean, you, you rarely saw a black or an Asian or Hispanic even. But I do remember in the, the local media at the time, they were in an uproar because they were saying Pittsburgh is too white. We weren't getting the Mexicans here. We weren't attracting the groups that were going to other parts of the country in large numbers. And so, by uh, uh, so the this was the the media, it was the liberals, and it was big business all working together. The NGOs, as, as uh, Frederick mentioned, and um, lo and behold, when I moved back here in 2013, the Indian. Overclass that has been imported with incredible speed was in full bloom here, and uh we had we had our share of Mexicans and uh you know blacks was about the same and Pittsburgh supposedly is about seventy five percent white, although I don't really buy that It seems to me there's there's a lot more blacks than that, but for a major city it's still fairly low the black population, but the Asian population is just skyrocketed, just skyrocketed. And uh, this is one of the things that's been going on all over the country, not in every small town yet. But we have imported – and no one talks about this. I mean we're aware of the underclass, the Mexican underclass. But few people are aware that the regime is replacing white professionals too with mostly Indians and Chinese. And why? Because sheer numbers. They're the two most populated countries in the world. Even though India has a bad reputation, there is a segment of India that's intelligent and hardworking. And you're talking about – I think India has actually surpassed China now in population. So you're talking about uh, even if only 10 percent of India has an above-average IQ, that's still 100 million people. So that's a limitless pool of people in addition to all the people who are just walking across the southern border. They are being imported from India, and when they can from, from China too. Here in Pittsburgh too, the two major universities are Carnegie Mellon, which is an elite university for IT and other engineering and other professions, and uh, University of Pittsburgh, and again, you drive through there, drive around and look, and it's overwhelmingly non-white now, almost all Asian. I mean, you hardly see a white person at Carnegie Mellon. That's how bad it is here in Pittsburgh. So this has all happened with breathtaking speed over the last 10, 15 years.
1: Frederick, how big is your town?
3: Oh, let me give you accurate info here.
1: Well
3: good, we wouldn't expect anything less. Okay. So uh, Watauga County is where Boone, North Kakalaki is Is that is that anywhere near near North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> no, North Carolina doesn't exist anymore. That just exists in memory. Now we have North Uh And it's not tar you're stepping in. have uh, <laughs> the tar, former tar. Tar, tar of a sort, but not that. Yes, tar. yes. But a population as of 2020 was 19,000, right? And then uh, Watauga County is as of 2021, was 54,000, right? And so basically what we've had since 9-11 is these very organized Marxist cells move in here with bags of money and set up all these NGO and lawyer groups, et cetera, and start setting up this pipeline and basically in weaponizing the university uh, to swing the elections because they've basically changed the election laws up here to make it you know anybody just walk in and vote numerous places and the amount of voter fraud in North Carolina. Back even in twenty twenty uh, twenty excuse me, two thousand two when I was running for an NC House, one of the big scandals of my election was I exposed that the voting machines were the new electronic voting machines that were totally tested had a software defect in them and we're miss wrong numbers for my election, right? So you know, I was doing software defects at IBM then, right? So, uh, you know, the elections up here are just completely ske- uh, skewed now by this new population. Uh, and you can always, you know, watch everything, you know, this side of 9-11, is you have this big field of red conservatives and this little blue dot, which is, you know, Watauga County. And it's, you know, new boom. And it's just because this group, you know, came in and basically took over. It was a silent coup. And they have been responsible for everything on that Kalergi plan, Cloward-Piven plan uh, checklist. I mean, it's insane how congested this area is now from when I first moved back In 2008, and then, you know, taking my childhood memories of growing up here and what it was like up here during the 1960s and 1970s, right? So you got this big delta of it was Mayberry, and now it's just any random Democrat, you know, Democrat, liberal, Jewish-run diversity city. You know, and that's what they want is just this everything down in the sucos, as the as Dennis Fetcher would say, you know, everything down in the gutter, and that's equality to these people, and then they are the most supremacist of all because, you know, they see us as cattle. And so this is, you know, what we're up against, and I'm against it, as we say. Wow, that's
1: um, that's shocking to have those kind of numbers in, in both your areas. You know, we don't see that. in in my town, in in Eureka, uh, because there's only 400 people there. But um, they've been targeting these second cities for for a long time. I mean, I remember 2016, I was in South Dakota. No? Yeah, we went up to South Dakota, and we were in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and it was just remarkable. There were people walking around with burkas. Burkas. And I went into the grocery store, and I asked a black man uh where the soda aisle was, because I needed to buy some soda for something. And um he didn't know what soda was. I said, you know, like Coca-Cola? And he didn't know what that was. He had to go get a manager to interpret for him. He was from some African country.
3: Right. And um
1: here... But I'm sure that I'm sure they would I'm sure and I'm sure this the grocery store was paid to hire them.
3: Right. And The thing that (laughs) instigated the great food line massacre was you had these non English speaking Islamic women in full tribal gear, stinking to high heaven, and there's a gazillion of them, most of them pregnant, and they're on this personal tour with this publics, you know, taxpayer. You know, paid salary, a social worker. Showing them how to use their welfare card, and of course, as a white guy who got blacklisted after nine eleven, there was no government money for me at all throughout those turbulent years, right? right? And so, I was watching them teach these people how to use their you know EBT cards, and they're just laying in the aisles, blocking you know, like they're just you know, making a circle and listening to this person give them a lecture. And it was after about the fourth time that, you know, we were blocked because they were just sitting in the aisles, Uh, you know, I went and just 10 feet away, asked the person first if they were with the university. And that's when she covered up her name tags right with her hand. And I was like, I'm just trying to find out who is responsible for this group of invaders. (laughs) you know is who who are you and you know what i thought was my neighborhood supermarket but anyway we're going over
1: yeah we are going on a break and we'll see you we'll be back with the freedom times news hour real shortly
4: Biden's budget proposal is out. I'm Peter Serfian with this week's Liberty Minute, brought to you by Liberty Lighthouse Wellness, my brand new Made in America supplement line. Find them in the shop at liberty-lighthouse.com. President Biden's budget suggests increasing the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28%, ensuring that, quote, large corporations pay their fair share, end quote. The administration estimates this would generate $1.326 trillion in revenue, sure, increasing corporate tax might raise federal revenue. It also might cause corporations to fire employees to make up the difference. A 7% increase in corporate tax may also cause the cost of everything that you buy to go up by 7%. After all, an inconvenient truth is that only consumers pay taxes. Biden is also attempting to roll back part of the Trump tax cuts. And remember that promise that No tax increases for anyone earning less than $400,000? Well, we all knew it was a lie, but rolling back a cut is the same thing as an increase. Hopefully, the House of Representatives won't take the $6.8 trillion budget proposal seriously. Ah, crap. That means all of our hope lies in Kevin McCarthy's hands. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time, see this past Shem. Hero, that one. For the
2: first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to
1: join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both internet and satellite broadcasting,
2: and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800 724 2719
3: Extension 3 for details.
4: at BlackoutCoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. I
5: alive I alive Hey
1: everyone, welcome back to the Freedom Times News Hour. I'm Patricia Aiken. And I'm happy to be here with Mr. Don Wassel and Mr. Frederick C. Blackburn. And you know what? I know you'd probably like to talk to them, too. So why don't you give us a call? Uh, We'll open the phone lines. Uh, You you may know the number already, but if you don't, it's 518-248-8252. Again, 518-248-8252. And if you'd like to call us on RBN's dime, well, that's 800 313 800 313 9443. 800-313-9443. So feel free to join in. Don, whew, that was quite a conversation on um, demographic replacement going
2: on. Yes, it was. Uh, and By the way, I'm sorry, I, I know I just texted you the call-in number, but I put the wrong area code for the one. It's 512 248 8252. 512 248 8252. And the toll-free number to save uh, RBN and nickel. Uh, Call 800-313-9443. Okay, yeah, I was uh, listening, of course, listening to what Frederick had to say. And I mentioned earlier about how my suburban area has gone from overwhelmingly white, basically 98%. It was 100%. When I I went to high school in the the 1970s, my graduating class was 730, give or take, uh, 10 people. And every single one was white. There was not a minority, not a single minority. I mean, think of that. Can you imagine that today? Anywhere. It doesn't happen. But anyway, there's a little college in this area called La Roche, L-A-R-O-C-H-E. It's small, private, Catholic-run school. And, of course, that was obviously um, 100% white for a long time. But now, uh, like a lot of people, I uh, have a harder time paying my bills each month, and I have, I have a second job that I do. And uh, it's a, it entails getting around quite a bit all through the uh, Pittsburgh and environs. And one other thing, I've, I mean, I've noticed many things. It's very enlightening, but one thing I've noticed is that LaRoche College is now overwhelmingly non-white, overwhelmingly non-white, and especially African. They Not African-Americans, not native black Americans, but they are importing black people from the Caribbean and from the continent of Africa, tons of them. And what they're doing, too, I've noticed that the old people's, Residences around here they are hiring these blacks to come over with no training from Africa and the Caribbean, mainly because they can pay them less than they would pay uh, white people and so they they're not trained and of course you hear these horror stories a lot and you, you see video of of old white people being just brutalized terribly mistreated by by some of the help and it's always, almost always a black person. so you know it's gotten to the point if you're an old white person and you don't have a family to take care of you. you you sure don't want to go into a nursing home or even a assisted living place because a lot of them are hell holes. And I I guess, too, don't take this the wrong way. I mean, I like our Catholic brothers and sisters, but like every other institution at the top, Catholic Church has gotten rotten. Um, They, in addition to the NGOs and the government and the media, they are responsible for a lot of the illegal immigration coming through the country. You know, you see these buses Catholic uh, charities and stuff that welcome them when they invade our country and put them in buses and ship them all over the country. And so, and this is what La Roche College is, it, it's tied into that, you know, bringing in as many non whites as possible, replacing the white people, the white students. That's a shame. It really is a shame. Um, so, I just want to point that out. And also, uh, you're talking about your small county there. What I've noticed in Pennsylvania is. Pennsylvania is a very conservative state for the most part outside of the cities. But uh, when you get into the the counties, the rural areas, the county seat where the the county government is, is usually more non-white and more liberal. And why is that? It's because that's where government jobs are. So that's where these people go. uh, They're new to the country, legal or or illegal, or just sometimes black people who are still overwhelmingly left-wing the way they think and vote. So they come in and, uh, you know, you get the rot there at the county seats, which infects everything in the county, because that's where the that's where the government is. So I just want to point those two things out.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's a true statement. Listen, we have Mike from Kentucky on the line. Mike, welcome to the Freedom Times News Hour. Thanks for calling.
6: I was going to look you up on TLB Talk. Do you guys have any presence on TLB Talk?
1: I don't even know what TLB Talk is. Do, do you, Frederick? Okay, it?
6: it's. It's like associated with the with the network here. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a there's a it's a it's a, a free speech uh you know, social media type platform, I guess. Alternative Well we're we're on, Ch- we're on
1: we're on Chat Tango, the the Freedom Times dot chattango dot com, but we forgot to tell everybody about that, so <laughs> I guess we're not on Chat Tango today.
6: Well, um what I was gonna mention Arab too is that uh uh, what you mentioned there with the phone, I think you, you meant to say uh, <clears throat> it will save uh, RBN a dime if you call them on the other line. The 800 line costs RBN so much a minute, I think. So,
2: it oh, I got that backwards, yeah. Th- thanks yeah. for correcting that.
6: Yeah, well, just every little bit you can save you know, on this type of operation. It's dependent on a lot of uh, uh, listener support as well as... Uh, TLB, TLB talk is supported by the user so that's that's why it's uh, a lot more I think open for you know doing things like that promoting you guys uh, you can get on there and build some audience if you'd like <coughs> but can you get your well, well, what what print.
1: Mike, Mike, stay, Mike stay with us uh, we'll, we'll okay. be back after a commercial stay with us don't hang up
4: You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to RepublicBroadcasting.org.
2: Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease off drop and lift?
5: What in the world is an ease off drop and lift?
2: our ease off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control
0: cows, too.
5: Ease off, LLC, 417-932-6419.
7: Subscribe to the Freedom Times monthly newspaper, published since 1985. That's right, 1985. The Freedom Times pulls no punches and observes no sacred cows or taboos. The perilous times we live in are too critical for anything but honest discussion of America's plight. The Freedom Times is the antidote to the lies and distortions of the fake news media. There's no better way to inform and enlighten Americans than by reading The Freedom Times each month. New subscribers may sign up at the special rate of just $29 for one year or $55 for two years. Subscribe online by going to AmericanFreedomNews.us or mail your subscription to The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. That's the Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. Support America's best patriotic newspaper and one of the very few left by becoming a subscriber to the Freedom Times today.
5: Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market.
7: Everybody.
1: Welcome back to the Freedom Times News Hour. I'm Patricia Aiken and um, I'm back with Mr. Don Wassel, Mr. Frederick C. Blackburn and uh, Mr. Mike from Kentucky. We're going to continue our conversation here about um, immigration into our into our country and uh, the Calergi plan and how it's shaking out. But I just want to remind everybody to check out AmericanFreedomNews.us and that's also where you can go um, to subscribe to the Freedom Times and there's a great introductory offer I don't know how long Don's going to be able to run that, with inflation being what it is, but it's only $29 for an entire year. Or you can do it for two years, actually, at that same rate. So take a a look over there. We'd um, love to have you as subscribers. Don, Frederick, Mike, welcome back. So it's dot U.S. US. US. Mm Mm-hmm.
6: Now, am I getting this right? Are you actually able to get a print copy or not?
2: Yes, it's a monthly print uh, newspaper, one of the very few patriotic ones left in the country. So we need yeah, your, no we need subscribers to keep it going because it's tough. It's a very tough financial environment. It has been for a long time, but it's gotten a lot worse since Comrade Joe uh, took office.
6: The goal is to eliminate media everywhere they can that's uh, not under the thumb of the few remaining, what, Maybe six major media conglomerates is what control ninety percent of the ears and eyeballs. Are told what to think is important and what to think about it. You know, for the water cooler, yeah. or
2: we can so thank uh, was, Bill, Clinton, Bill Clinton for that. That actually that consolidation happened in the nineteen uh, nineties. I can't remember the exact <laughs> name of the legislation, but it was passed under Clinton. And yeah, there was a huge consolidation of media conglomerates back then, which has well, only gotten worse. Growing up, it was fifty.
6: I think, 50 different uh, wire services and media that uh, was able to reach 90% of America. So it's flipped, you know, in uh, 40 years. Uh, The generation, it's totally flipped. But uh, Numbers USA has some pretty neat little videos. I'm sure you guys may have seen them by now, like the... Oh, the gumball videos. I love those. Well, the PVC pipe one is even better for talking about how... After 1990, it's not just Clinton or, you know, the Democrats. They play their side of the game, and then, you know, the Republicans go along. Uh, since 1990, I think they're bringing in something like four times the traditional level, and then it's upticked beyond that. Uh, but, uh, you know, after the pill, you know, the birth control pill, and this family size has dropped, plummeted, you know, from 6, 8, 10, 12 children per woman, believe it or not. Uh, Down to two, maybe. So you got. Well, we don't want
1: these evil white people, uh, you know, producing more evil white people. Mike,
2: come on. Much better. Much better to change our genders.
6: Well, I'm following. You know, I've been following uh, radio, like music radio, for a long time. Was uh, rumored to be controlled by something called Clear Channel Radio. Was a uh, a uh, some kind of trust or something ran by the CIA. Out of the Cayman Islands because it it ran without making a profit for years, and music, of course, influences things a lot. I think it was the uh, uh, coal miner's daughter, Loretta Lynn, came up with a song about the pill, about how it was saving women from all this, you know, problem of uh, unwanted extra child childbirth. When it came out, it is just one way that they influence the population. I think is through music. And uh, I ran into in Louisville, Kentucky. I ran into the iHeart Media, which is the legacy of Clear Channel, and the building security is pretty phenomenal. And uh, you, you you try to walk in there, and you ain't gonna get back out unless you provide them a name and a and a photo, you know, just to go in and ask some questions. <laughs> pretty wild, you know. High level security. Like, I can I understand some of that, but
2: uh, it's everywhere. You know, it's everywhere now. Well, they, have yeah. so, they have so <laughs> much trust. They have so much trust, trust and faith in the uh, society they, they've created, the well, glories they, of all. Right. They, they, they can't
6: stand uh, local independent media either. They they're out to destroy it any way they can. Uh, right. I've been meaning, meaning to write a uh, a parody song about it. You know, on hijack Paul Simon's uh, tune. There must be fifty ways to kill a reporter.
5: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Just cut Your the break line. I just needed, yeah, for, uh, somebody need somebody get me Weird Al Yankovic's uh, email. Is uh, we've we've lost a whole bunch of reporters in the last four years? Uh, I forget the organization that tracks that, but uh, you can find it about how many reporters have been killed, not just in combat, not just Michael Hastings or what was his name, uh, Gary, uh, uh, the guy that uh, resurrected the whole cocaine drug trafficking CIA connection there. Gary Webb. Uh, yeah, Gary Webb. There's a doc a movie I've been meaning to watch about him. Shot himself twice in a shotgun with a shotgun somehow. And That's the coroner fast. said, "Well, I've got to be really
1: fast to do that."
6: Yeah. Well, I don't think. it's, Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a single barrel breakdown, how do you do that? Uh yeah. But now the the coroner said something to the effect when he was confronted about it. Uh, I've I've written what I've written. You know whether it made sense or not. It's almost like they're sending a message, like it's a sigh up to the rest of the reporter. You go off the ranch, man, you, you'll get you one way or the other. Chuckie Schumer said that, right? Trump's not a very smart businessman messing with the intelligence community. They'll mess with you six ways from Sunday. So who runs the country?
2: Well, At least it's out right? in the open. It's out in the open now a lot more than it used to be. So it's, it's up to us what uh, we do about it.
6: Well, I think they're going to what they're going to do is they're going to disenfranchise more people. They're just not going to care enough to even try to make a difference because it looks like you're up against uh, beyond a David and Goliath situation. And of course, the people behind the scenes may have a Samson option. If you've, if you've thought of that, you know, if we try to, and I had randomly older men in my lifetime in the last thirty, forty years, just in conversations that I would have with them, they would say. Know, kind of end the conversation by saying look if we try to take things back they'll just crash it all as this banking crisis might could be you know since they're spying on us all they, they they've probably been shocked about how much how many americans are are fed up and uh you know the x key score files for x key score files for everybody can't look good i don't believe but uh yeah i'm i'm looking up your web page now i'm gonna
1: excellent Mike, do we sure we can... appreciate we appreciate yeah. your call today. Thank you so much for calling, and Good we call. got a and thank you so much. And we've got Francis from North Kakalaki. She probably says North Carolina. Francis, welcome.
9: Hey, folks. As long as you're not having more fun than I am, then I gotta uh, shake up the tree some. Anyway, okay, <laughs> let's do it. Bad joke. Uh, when you mentioned about the, um, I don't recall who it was. I mentioned about what uh, Clinton did uh, during uh, their term. Or the news media and so forth, and other organizations. <laughs> I think that was called Project Echelon, but I could be wrong about the uh, terminology. Yeah, I
1: think I remember Echelon.
9: Okay, and maybe that was it. I have no. I just happened to hit me when it was mentioned about these subject matter. I was like, I wonder if that was what that was. So, um, I believe that was because of them bringing in the North American Union, let alone the European Union. And of course, the uh, Asian Union and so forth, uh, as far as uh, bringing the conglomerates together. So they had it was had to be done incrementally. So, uh, and the funny thing is that people had it. At least they thought they had it really good during the 80s and 90s, or whatever. Let alone the 70s, uh, because they could afford to go out and do this, afford to go, go out and do that, and whatever. Had and not think anything about it when actually they were being used. And so they didn't really realize between the lines what was really being done and what they were being shackled with. So with the technology they were bringing in and how the news media carried on with it, I mean, even with your news media, they're all paid actors, period. I mean, even right down to like your uh, so-called weather channel, they're all paid actors. They read off a teleprompter. I don't think... That one of them can actually read a weather map from scratch from a hard copy version, as they used to do back before the '60s. Yeah, so, I
1: I remember that. Well, the what the weather's so complicated now with all the geoengineering. They probably need
9: actors. Oh, don't get me started with the geoengineering deal. <laughs> um, I mean, well, I'll, well, let me put it this way. In short, um, yes, they said. Oh, well. Uh, that gosh darn uh, uh, climate change or whatever, yes, there is a lot of climate change. It's because of the geoengineering. The global warming is because of the uh, geoengineering. Uh, Anything is going funky with the weather, and believe me, I watch it from different types of radar as to what's going on this way and that way. It's like, what the heck is going on? What are they doing? You know, nothing that that they've been doing is even in rhythm with the natural harmony that the Earth, uh, actually um, exhibits on its own as being basically, well, excuse my French, but being screwed with. So uh, if people complain about they're going through climate change, uh, earth warming, and so forth. Well, oh. if they'd stop with the engineering of it, you wouldn't have that problem to start with. And thus you cannot blame it on the everyday person on the street. That's an oxymoron if I've ever heard one.
1: No, it's I not mean, the people on the street. It's the cows, and that's why they're farting, and that's oh, why please. we have to eliminate beef.
9: Oh, uh, well, ha- along with your uh, sheep, along with your chickens, along <laughs> with uh, uh, your zebras and your lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Yeah, right. They need to eliminate themselves. The ones that are actually doing the engineering. I mean, well, I'm a, you know, I'm in favor of that. How about you,
3: Frederick? <laughs> oh, definitely. Just to jump in here on the uh, timeline, Echelon was actually started in the 1960s and was an NSA project to eavesdrop on all of the telephone calls, international telephone calls, and sometimes domestic telephone calls, which they got in trouble for, which was why the church committee was started. Uh, the big things that Bill Clinton did were in 1994 the calia act communication for law enforcement agencies passed basically putting backdoor requirements on every piece of telecommunication equipment be it telephones or computers right that set up all the later illegal nsa surveillance that Uh i was exposing after 9-11 then uh he passed the Telecommunications Act in 1996, which basically turned everything into a wild, wild west that let six companies end up owning 99% of the media. And the mm-hmm. big one, especially in light of the SVB crashes this week, is the Glass-Steagall Act of 1933, which was basically Bingo. to protect America from these bankster shenanigans. Bill Clinton mm-hmm. repealed that in 1999, and his topper crime was appointing General Michael Fourth Amendment Hayden to the head of the NSA in 1999, where he hired me to set up the illegal electronic surveillance that was in place before 9-11, right? Oh, so that's Dave. the big lie of the surveillance as they always claim <laughs> they put it in place in response to 9 11, but no, it was already in place before 9 11. And Joseph Nacha was the only CEO of a telecommunication company that was not, you know, g- held by a gun either or uh, um, willingly by Unit 8200 of Israel. And that was the thing, Unit 8200 of Israel had infiltrated all the telecommunication companies and were basically in charge at, on 9-11. Joseph Nacho was the only one who said, I'm not part of your little death cult, and you're breaking <laughs> the law. And so they framed him for these bogus insider training things and put him in a hole you know but he was the only other one that like me that was out there saying no it was already in place they're lying to you but anyway so that's my little thing on bill clinton's crimes against the state uh, uh, hey go.
1: francis francis yeah. thank you so much for your call we really appreciate it thank you Yeah, great, great you call
3: thank have you
9: have a fun weekend
1: you're on it you, you and blackbird and i need to get together sometime you're on you're in the same state even so that's awesome oh we'll,
2: we'll, watch out <laughs> all
1: right oh, <laughs> thanks for, yeah. thanks for calling Take care. you know it's interesting.
2: Uh, if I can interject here, that was yeah, that was a great, great call. And what uh, Frederick just said was really excellent too. Um, but the thing I always notice about the uh, the climate change cult is the most obvious evidence of something strange going on is just look up in the skies and see the chemtrails. And yet these people never talk about that. That's the obvious change that's going on. So it just tells you that the Climate change, people. It's just another cult. It's another top down cult with, uh, you know, on this with a bunch of dupes at fall. It's just like you've got these left wingers that used to be the, they used to be the anti-war movement. Now they're all uh, on board uh, the warmongering and everything. So the left wing is just useful idiots. It's always top down. Everything. It's it's on design from the top down.
3: And if I could add to that excellent observation, because all the libtard climate people, echo people around this bogus university of Appalachian State University, you know, are totally on board with the climate change agenda, but yet they will not touch chemtrails, like you said, and they will not talk about water fluoridation. And it's like, okay, this has been exposed for a long time. You know, you talk about clean water. Why aren't you going after the fluoridation of the water supply? And they ne- will never touch that. And just like all their you know, little peace groups here, they would not let me speak on behalf of 9-11 Truth at their peace rallies, right? Because, oh no, we can't talk about that because it will upset the Jews. And that's what I was told why I couldn't speak in my own town about 9-11 Truth at the little NGO-run peace conferences that you know all these groups were throwing around, you know, the New boon ASU crowd, right? So it's insane.
1: Wow, that is insane. Hey, listen, everybody, we, uh, we still have a couple minutes left here. Our call-in number is 512-248-8252. So we hope you'll be able to join us for a call. Uh, Frederick, while we have a little break in the action, The Breakfast Club is no more. That was a great show for a lot of years, but you've wrapped it up
3: right uh yeah thank you yeah we started the breakfast club back in 2015 after a series of interesting events and i finally got talked into doing it and we ran over 300 episodes and uh unfortunately the original design got completely trashed by social media companies like uh, we, the original plan was that for each show I was going to put together a YouTube playlist to accompany it and then we were going to post the show all these different formats and as I would get banned from this and banned from that suddenly all these show pages that we meticulously put together we were you know just like somebody went up and took a shotgun to them because of some violation of community standards nobody ever found anything incorrect with the shows but they just didn't like that i was using hate facts right and so I, one of the things i'm working on now is going back to all of those shows and cleaning them up and reposting them so everybody can get to them because it i think it's a very good archive of information about short-term history and long-term history you know big t little t as we said on the show
2: All uh, right, we've got a call, uh, Marcus from Idaho. How are you doing today, Marcus?
8: Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Well, Marcus, we can now. There we go. Uh, all right. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I want to say when they say perversity is our strength, they actually mean it. It is a battle ram that they are using to take down America. And why is that? Because these people are tribal. Um, the Mexican people are not the Spanish people. They are tribal people which have a sexualized culture, um, which takes down the moral structure, although people say they're, they're Catholics and such. They're, they're about the most um, sexualized culture out there. And then you've got the Muslims, which are a tribal people, um, which uh, think that it's okay to rape people um, when they don't go their way. Uh, you've got the, the blacks from Africa, which are total tribal, um, which have no moral value um, anywhere. And you've got even the Chinese, which are being homogenized now, but they're also a tribal people. And so when you bring all of these people into uh, a Western unity, um, which has a moral concept and a compass, and you you break that down with this battering ram, um, perversity is our strength. We've got to have diversity. We've got to have this and we've got to have it um it's just like uh <laughs> there was a good commercial on Alex Jones which was um diversity inclusion and equity die doesn't that sound fun yeah <laughs> um, exactly that diversity is, that is
1: diversity die white people
3: Right, I think exactly. you're you know, completely spot on, and that's part of you know race realism. You know, I was the biggest libtard to ever come out of North Kakalaki because I grew up in a homogeneous white community, and the experts and all those special classes I took, advanced placement classes, et cetera, leadership training, etc., were all pushing the same big kumbaya lie. And then you get out in the real world, and then you realize how it really is. Then you find out about things like the Klergi plan and the Cloward-Piven plan. And, you know, it all makes, and the Amalek must die plan, you know, and then it's like, oh, my God, these people want us extinct. There, This is an existential war, and this is a genocidal war, and you're it. So you might want to wake up and party up. That's the other thing is, you know, white people have to start looking after white interests, unlike my you know, liberal family who went out to save the world, you know, and all the various forms of that. You know, white people have to look after white interests now. This is an existential. Thing. Exactly. Absolutely. It, it,
8: it, Go it, ahead, Mark. Like uh, and on one more point and then I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh it's mm, over in um in France right now, they're saying um we have no trust in the government. Um the government uh is totally against us and we have lost absolutely trust in the government. Um and so we're Um, asking to recall the government. I think that's what we need to do in America right now, because we have no trust in the government. The government is not for us. The government in D.C. has shown itself to be so corrupt on every single level. um, Throughout, that there is an existential crisis that we have on our hands that we must say, um, lack of trust in government, we must dissolve our bonds.
1: Yeah, well, we, we, we agree. I'm, I'm all for the natural law republic, so we need to do something different because whatever we're doing now, it ain't, it sure ain't working. So uh, everyone, we're, we're running out of time here, but I think, uh, Frederick, I know Don would like to send you uh, a copy of the March Freedom Times. We'd like to do that, so later on, throw your uh, snail mail address into the into the chat here and uh, yeah i was gonna
3: ask you you about uh, getting a copy of that so yeah definitely we'll have to talk about that okay so uh, sounds great
1: marcus thank you so much for your call we really appreciate it
3: and congrats on the new show and uh, yeah we go way back so thanks so much for having me
2: oh when's your show on what, why don't you give out whatever uh, contact info you want?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, my show uh, is multicast on Saturday night. I'm still doing what we call the Blackbird Nine Saturday Snack Shack, and it runs from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And that's going out on RBN, Speak Free Radio, uh, Spreaker, and Micro FM and AM stations around the world. So love it. Woo!
1: That's impressive. Yeah. That's good. impressive. Very cool. Yeah, John anything else you want to share
2: today? I'd just say, yeah, Frederick, you got a, a really good uh, talk show uh, personality and voice. So I uh, I'm oh, glad, well, to, you, Back glad to, to have met you. you. Yeah,
3: glad to have met Best you. Best of the radio. luck with this. Yeah, you know, I'm excited about having a great show on my Sunday afternoon to listen to now. So that I don't have to do the Breakfast Club <laughs>
2: anymore.
5: <laughs> Yay. <laughs>
3: yeah huh, it was maddening how much pre-production time that show took every week
1: yeah you know what I, I i can agree with you there how much how much time for a two hour show i used to feel like i put in you know a good 10 or 12 hours yeah. of pre-production post-production i mean it was it was a lot of
5: work
3: yeah and i just have to give a tip of the hat to the crew up here in the north kakalaki trading post because when i agreed to do this i basically had to look at everybody and say okay on Wednesdays the plan is I put together the show, do the show, and you guys cover for me. Right? right? And I don't think we had to miss but maybe a handful of shows because things went totally critical nuclear for over something. But for the most part they you know kept every the wolves at bay long enough for me to get together the show every wednesday you know that was the deal and so just tip of the hat to the crew and of course the golden pipe wrench for all his great work over the years with those incredible graphics he would do and all that magical wrench work that he knew how to do that i don't know how to do
1: <laughs> awesome yeah you've got a great crew so awesome great yeah. shout out to them great shout out Listen, we don't want to thank the callers today, and I also want to remind everyone that you can go to AmericanFreedomNews.us. That's on. John, tell us there's tell us some great articles up there. The Death of Particulous White Identity.
2: Yeah, I wanted to bring that up, actually, so thanks for that. Yeah, uh, it has a lot to do with what Frederick was saying about uh, how basically uh, North Carolina Carolina's going downhill. Just go to it, everybody, because I know we're just about out of time, so thanks, uh, thanks, Frederick. Thanks, Patricia. As always, I'm Don Wassel and you have been listening to the Freedom Times News Hour.
0: times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With a Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever. The Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home. The Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the Wood Stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling one 866 do not ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner.